0: the Grimtail Investigative Organizations Audio Archive. You have selected Story 2. Thank you for your cooperation. Is there anything else I can help you with? Thank you. We hope you find what you're looking for. Um, and I am here with our next installment in the audio recordings for the Grimtail Investigative Organization. Um, the letter that we are reading today is dated, it's dated back quite a bit. Um, it honestly may have been one of the earlier ones that I had read. I don't mean to rant, but today was, today was tough. <laughs> I'm utterly exhausted. i um, and of course this this letter that we're reading today it's it's a tough one to read i'm not going to lie but all in the name of science i suppose if that's what this is um anyway let's let's get on to it my name is colin healy i used to be a man of strict logic and reason but now i'm not quite so sure I didn't want to believe in something I couldn't see, an invisible force of some sort. But I'm scared. I I don't know what I did, and I don't know what to do. I need this to end. With what I have experienced, I don't rest easy, and whatever, for lack of a better term, has latched on to me, it will not go away. I've tried doing my own research as well, but. You know what you're dealing with, or so I assume. So hopefully, I'll hear back from you on the matter. This all started for me when my mate Thomas got engaged about eight months ago, and he was getting married very soon. So we went out for a boys' night, a bachelor's party. We went to one of the gentlemen's clubs down the road from Thomas's flat to show him a good time. The night was filled with booze, women, and inevitably resulted in empty pockets. Our alcoholic tolerance was impressive, (laughs) but that bartender that evening did a number on us. I can't recall if the drinks were any good, but they were drinks that got the job done, so why would anybody complain? The club was really nice. Uh, It had a balcony area, um, dim lighting, which can help about anybody, it was cleanly. Um, It even had those stereotypical leather loungers. Of course, we made sure Thomas was the main priority, but the festivities weren't wasted on us lads, either. I had been particularly entranced by a beautiful woman with red hair. The stage lights that illuminated her made her hair look like a flickering flame every time that she moved. I couldn't take my eyes off of her. When she finally discovered me, probably gawking, She centered in on me as she danced around the stage. I forgot how long it was before she came up to me, or in all honesty, I may have gone up to her. It was all a blur. She was like a siren, and I had just happened to be the bastard sailorman slowly losing the grip of his sails. She whispered something in my ear, and she led me upstairs to one of the balcony rooms. I unfortunately don't really recall what happened after that. I met back up with my pals and we decided to head out for the night. Thomas just had this smug ass grin, completely and utterly wasted. Out of our party of four, my two other mates had to carry the bloke home. We waved and wished each other a good evening and I began elegantly staggering towards home. I could hear them laughing as they floundered their way to Thomas's place. I somehow got turned around along my walk. I wasn't in the best of sorts to try to figure out the correct way, so I needed to call a cab. I reach into my coat pocket for my phone, and it's not there. I start to feel all around, I take off my jacket, I shake it, and my phone of course falls out and shatters. I was in disbelief. And I think that I stared at it for way too long, hoping that my drunken gaze would mend it. As I bent down and picked it up, my phone, metaphorically, gave me a big middle finger as I watched the 1% battery go to pitch black. That's when I started towards the nearest telephone booth. As I walked to the booth, the streets began to feel as if they were becoming narrower, and the air became incredibly chilled. I stepped into the booth and let the door slam behind me, and I reached for the phone, and it rings. I debated whether or not to answer it, but the phone kept ringing as if it wouldn't stop until I picked it up. So I did. There was a long pause of dead air with that small electronic hum as I was about to hang up. I heard muffled voices. My stomach dropped. One of the voices sounded an awful lot like me. The words were inaudible, and I kept trying to pick anything out. It didn't seem possible, but I constantly kept thinking, what if this was a missing piece of my night that I had forgotten? I started to hear things, rustling, screaming, even what sounded like an animal, growling. I was scared and in disbelief, so I put the phone back on the hook and tried to exit the phone booth. It was locked. I tried shaking the door, I tried pushing on it, I looked around to see if there was anybody around. Then the sounds began to fill the booth, getting louder and louder. I remember raising my hands to cover my ears, and there was there was blood on my hands. There was blood all over my clothes that hadn't been there moments before. There were sounds of glass breaking, the thumping of feet running across a what sounded to be a carpeted floor, cries for help. The phone call ended with what sounded like a woman being strangled and letting out her last moments of air. Then the line cut out and that haunting beeping sound left me paralyzed. I don't know how I got home. I woke up in my bed, with the same clothes from the night before, but there there was no blood. My last memory was being curled up in that telephone booth trying to comfort myself like, like a kid. After the incident, I just tried to go about life normally, but almost every day I had to pass by the gentleman's club, and I had a really bad feeling. I went into the club and asked the owner, the bartenders, even some of the other girls if they had seen her anywhere. They said that they hadn't and probably suspected that she had quit. I looked for weeks to see if that woman was in the paper or if a missing body had been recovered anywhere. There was nothing about her. I thought about filing a missing persons report, but I, I, I kept telling myself it was just a nightmare and to not involve authorities. I completely lost my appetite for wild and crazy nights out. I decided to move back to Clifton with my brother for a bit, get out of the city. That didn't help anything though. I was carrying this shroud of darkness that was affecting certain people that I met, specifically women. I had met a lovely bartender named Gwen at one of the pubs. We went our separate ways, I wasn't even drunk, but, but as I walked past a couple phone booths, I was met with that ringing sound. It was trying to reach me outside of the booth That's when I learned it didn't matter if I picked up the phone or not. Two weeks later, I walked by a church with Gwen's memorial service posted on the outside. I couldn't help but think how the women I had met at the club would probably never be found, didn't have family like Gwen that could provide a memorial service for her. No one ever even told me her name. Yet she was forever burned in my memory. Before all this, I thought myself a very bland individual. Now, every day I question if I am a monster capable of what is happening. I am utterly terrified of what will happen. Please help me. The man that wrote this, Colin, he actually came to us in person. After we had reached out to him, he he came to Grimtail. He was one of the first people, an outsider um, that, that came in. We ran tests and he was more than helpful in everything. He actually had his own room and he just seemed to be everybody's friend. Unfortunately, Colin is no longer with us. And I mean that as also he just vanished. He just vanished. There was no. There was nothing recovered. There was no remnants. He just. We could have done so much better. We should have done more. We should have done more. I. One's enough to make you want to stop everything and give up. <laughs> but I hope that he actually went peacefully somewhere. Rather than being stuck in this unexplainable piece of shit. I'm just using this as therapy now. Um usually Back on track. Usually, people who send in their stuff tell us um, what story or or thing matches with with their instance, and it took me a little bit to find which one Collins' instance belonged to, and I was able to. And to be honest, I I didn't want to look for a while. I I didn't care. Um, so, finally, the story that I found correlated most um, is called the Crowned Beast. It is about a emperor who was known for having many a mistress, and the empress was tired of the humiliation, having to, you know, defend him, and wanted to rule the kingdom by herself. So, one day the Empress went into the forest and mixed together a potion from sap off the trees, toad's blood, and the hair from the Emperor's head. She said if the Emperor wished to continue feeding his physical appetites, then he should be more in tune with his animalistic desires. So, she slipped the potion into the Emperor's wine the next evening, and before her she saw him transform into a hideous creature, A lichen with no fur, bare and bony with long spindly claws. The Empress had no idea what she had done. Though the Emperor would wake up with no recollection of his other being, he would wake up to a massacre in his bedroom chambers almost every evening. Over time, he realized that he was too weak to regain control of his mentality and became the monster that he had been trying to escape. That's everybody's biggest fear right now is, what if we succumb to this monster? Some of, some already have. We're all just trying to make it through. And again, I do not want to seem doom and gloom. we're, We're gonna figure this out. Sometimes memories and the job takes over my mentality. But the most important thing is, is that we're doing this. We're figuring it out, step by step. Again, that is, that's why I'm here, sitting in this little room, talking, just hoping that someday we'll be able to all listen back on this and it just ends up being a big old dream. Okay. Well, I am going to sign off and I will. I will see you on the next one. I guess whether it's day or night or. Afternoon, I. I wish you. Well, all the same. Okay. (laughs) Till the next story.